Bag of the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill Kasky. Brooke Green. Who are you? Oh. Brian's not here. Brooke Green in his place. Aptly in his place. Happily in his place. Happily in his place. For me, too. We might not ever let him back. You don't talk as much as Brian does, do you? I don't. I don't stand over you either while we do, while we do <laughs> That's this. right. That was an ill-conceived concept. <laughs> Trying to intimidate you. <laughs> That's right. You know, I was uh, talking to you guys before the show. I've been watching a little bit too much Downton Abbey lately, which is the British masterpiece theater, public television. It's a soap opera. Set though. in 1920. Oh, but it's so historically relevant and accurate. Mm-hmm. I said the other night to my family, I'm going to start speaking the king's English a little bit. Instead of saying, I got to run or I got to go, I'm going to begin saying, I need to take leave, <laughs> which I really like that. I need to take leave. And then the other thing I asked Kara to, leak. to be- leak. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. See, you are kind of like Brian. <laughs> Sorry. The, uh, the other thing is I'm going to uh, ask my daughters to call me Papa. <laughs> Now they call me dad, but I, I like papa. Well, papa. <laughs> I like that. Is there something for us here that we need to? I'll, I'll think about it. It'll be some King's English thing. But, yeah, that's, okay. that's good. Don't, don't call me papa, though, <laughs> even though weird. I could be. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be mine. All right. Uh, <laughs> topic today. Uh, before we start, we want to make sure that I don't know if we've promoted this or not or, or shared this with people. But if you'll go to advancedsellingpodcast.com slash live, there is a video there that we think is kind of funny, kind of interesting. And also, it's a cue for you to register to be notified when a special event is coming. And it's coming in August. It's coming quickly. So make sure you go to advancedsellingpodcast.com slash live. It'll be in the show notes as well. And make sure you go there and sign up to be notified. We're going to be rolling out something very special. It's a great thing to uh, invite your friends to as well. It invite is. Invite your friends to sign up to. It is. That's good. Okay, so uh, with that said, which I love that saying, that said, we're done talking about you. That said, I'm going to take leave on our prior conversation. We were talking the other day. I was actually working with a client, and the whole idea of influence came up. And the question becomes, how does one exert influence, not just with prospects and clients, although that's important in the sales realm, but also inside companies? Because sometimes... I find the sales team is not always looked upon as the leaders in the company, even though we might say, well, they should be because they're the ones that have the client connections and and really have the rapport and relationships. Sometimes salespeople aren't. So we were talking about how you can become more influential inside your company. And we came up with a list of things. And then you had a couple of additions to it, Brooke. So why don't we go through two or three of these today, and then we can uh, just chat about them a little bit. And then if we get good response and you want to hear the rest of them, I probably will end up putting this in a blog somewhere. Well, not somewhere. On our our website, (laughs) caskey1.com. But I don't know if I'm ready to release this yet because I did it on Siri, and Siri has misspelled virtually every word in here. So it's going to take me a year to figure this out. Anyway, personal influence. Uh, Do you want to start with yours? Or do you want me to start? You can start. Okay. Since it was your idea. Uh, One thing that I had here was be fully present. We've talked about that on the show before, and it's the idea that when you are with a prospect face-to-face, make sure that you have your phone off. I know that sounds so crazy and simple and obvious, but I was in a meeting a couple weeks ago with a person whose phone kept going off. Now, it wasn't a sales call, but it was a a meeting inside a company, and it was crazy, and they weren't expecting a call. Sometimes people say, well, I'm expecting a call, you know, an emergency call. (laughs) She wasn't. He, she wasn't. (laughs) 
you've got to be fully present. And so that means you have to take everything that you're thinking about, all the distractions of your life, all the things that are loose ends, and you have to kind of leave them in the car or leave them in the train or whatever mode of transportation you're getting there with, and just focus on the prospect. Be present. Don't be thinking even about what you're going to say next or how you're going to handle the price issue. Be fully present. Your turn. May I mm. embellish? Mm. What does Brian say when he wants to... Enhance. Enhance. But I like embellish. I knew it was an E word. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a bully, isn't he? Really. Now he that he's not here and we want to talk about Yeah, he kind of makes you think that he's really enhancing, but really he's one-upping. Yeah. It's really more uh-huh. of a Standing over you, looming over you. <laughs> looming. <laughs> <laughs> In regard to being fully present, I had a one-on-one with a person this morning, and their particular company is going through a lot of changes. And in the midst of all of this, and changes by changes I mean downsizing drastically and in the midst Mm. of all this they're having budget conversations beautiful (laughs) yeah not a great time to ask for money and she's asking for more money than she's ever asked for in prior years for her particular department wow so to clear that up she's been she asked for it several months ago and things have you know quickly gotten to the point where they're going to have to have a big reduction in staff and so the board that approves budgets came back to her and said really Do you need this? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people in the room that are leadership to her. Okay. And there's a lot of people on her team that will be let go on Friday. Wow. And she's going in Friday morning to have this conversation. And so being present for her is crucial. In that meeting, you mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we talked about it today, and she's a very reserved, very well-spoken young lady, so much so that I think sometimes she keeps her value from others because she's so concerned about saying and doing the right thing. So we talked today about going ugly early, which you know is one of my favorite favorite things to do. And by that, I mean all the stuff that's kind of whirling through her head that no doubt is whirling through the heads of the other folks that will be in the room needs to come out before yeah. she even starts talking about yeah. the topic at hand. Because they're not going to forget about it or pretend, or she shouldn't pretend that it's not happening. This is serious stuff. Right. It's really taking on a lot for her. That's a big step for her. But it also, I could tell physically that she could sigh a big sigh of relief knowing that it wouldn't be floating through everyone's heads, including yeah. hers. And so, yeah. it's good. you know, the whole idea of transparency and vulnerability, all of that stuff allows you to be present. And it's really, really powerful not only for you but for the other people in the room so the tip then is if you have to do something that's going to be either controversial or uncomfortable do it early yeah just say it when you get in the room that's good yeah so everybody can be relaxed a second thing that we think is really important to personal influence and that is this idea of thinking through things i know we all think we do that I was reading a a blog the other day on goal setting, and the lady said that a lot of times what we do is we set a goal and we say, okay, we want to make a certain amount of money this year, next year, and then we go to the plan. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And she said what happens is the brain gets so set on A, B, and C that no other options become open to you. And she said, a lot of times uh, you should do that with goals. Well, I, I could do this, but also I could do this, this, or this. But especially with plans, once you have the goal, is she says, don't lock yourself out to the first two or three things. Think through them a little bit more. What are some other alternatives? Even though your brain sometimes goes back and says, oh, well, that would never work. She says the secondary alternatives are usually easier, get you to your goal faster than the initial ones. It's almost like we make it too hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I think this kind 
kind of goes along with this idea of thinking through things a little bit. There is a, we give the Hogan assessment to a lot of our sales uh, clients and also leaders. And one of the entries on that is impulse control. And there's a lot of low impulse control out there. <laughs> I have this incredible urge to do something impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's impulse control. I used to think of when someone said, well, he's very impulsive, it meant, well, he'd go out and buy a motorcycle and not even have a license or something. But impulse control could be something yeah, like Didn't me. You <laughs> I did do That is impulsive. And I have zero impulse control. Thank you for reminding me. But it could be something like... Uh, if a prospect says, hey, John, I need a little discount here, committing to the discount before you really think through everything. So I think you can really create personal influence by not being so quick to agree to things, not being so quick to buy off. doesn't mean you're delaying. It's not a tactical delay. It's just let me think through things a little bit before I commit because by thinking through things, it allows you to picture them, to draw through them, to draw on your expertise, and probably come up with a better solution. I agree. I think, too, that we're so quick sometimes to say something, one, maybe because we're impulsive, but two, we're so not okay with any silence or (laughs) quiet. Yeah. And sometimes when you have to think through things, Bill, be quiet, um, it causes some silence in the room. Mm -hmm. And so, one, I think you just need to get okay with that. And I don't know, sitting on the other side of the table from someone that I feel like wants to take a minute to think about something actually is comforting to me. It is. It is. Oh, okay, so you're not just going to say the first thing that flies out of your mouth and being thoughtful about what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Even when a prospect asks the question, like, well, how, how does it, you know, how do people justify this? If you jump right into, well, there's 17 ways you justify it. Here's a PowerPoint, number one. I think it takes away from your influence. It's like, well, you know what? That's a great question. Let's talk a little bit about what you're thinking there. There's a lot of different ways to do it. I don't know if we can do it. Let's think through it. I think really enhances your, your presence and your influence. Right. Trick, I guess, or tip that our coach gave gives us is this whole idea of notice what you're noticing. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in a situation where you need a second to think, you know, notice what you're noticing, notice how it makes you feel, notice how the other person behaves and really transcend the situation just for a second. Now this doesn't mean a 10 minute, you know, intermission. Notice fest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't send them out to the concession stand to get some popcorn and a diet soda. It could just be seconds to kind of remove yourself from the situation mentally or even physically. If it's a big decision and you need a second to kind of gather yourself, don't be afraid to do that. I would rather invest the time up front than have to go back and clean it up later because you weren't thoughtful because you, you were didn't impulsive. think through it. Yeah. yeah. So the whole transcending exercise is really about separating the facts of the situation from the drama you're creating uh, around it. That's and then good. when you get a chance to do that, you get to reintegrate yourself into the conversation and hopefully give a little bit more of a thoughtful response. Yeah, that's good. So, Very yeah. good. Here's number three. We'll do this one fairly quickly. This was yours, Brooke. You want to do this one? Go ahead. Can you read my read chicken that? scratches there? It's hieroglyphics. It's kind of an ancient Latin thing. Oh, I do know what that says. Yeah. I think. Be willing to do what needs to be done. This was uh, something I learned from my mom and dad, actually. Be willing to do what needs to be done, whether it falls into your pay grade or not. I think when, I, when people say that, you automatically think, well, things that are below your pay grade. Be willing to do those things. But in oh, a lot yeah, of ways, too. Both ways. Both ways. I think you need to be willing to put yourself out there as well and be a thought leader maybe in a position that is above your pay grade. Or even different, you know, Mm because you talk about thought leaders. Sometimes we ask people to do, to write something. Well, a salesperson could say, well, that's really marketing department. That's not really mine. It's not necessarily higher or lower. It's different, and it's something that will get you a result. And sometimes we advocate to 
others who are supposed to do that chore. Yeah, I, I think, too, it's a huge inner game issue. It's really about yeah. the intent of why you're being asked to do what you're being asked to do or why you want to do the thing you want to do. If the, your intent is for the ultimate betterment of your client, your market, your company, whatever it might be, you need to be willing to do the things that need to be done. Regardless. Regardless. Yeah, that's good. I mean, we've got a team of those people here. We've got a small group, and we do a lot of stuff, and we all kind of have our hand in everything. And it's been a great growth experience yeah. for all of us, too, I think. You can kind of tell when you walk into a company where that isn't present, too. Oh. You can mm-hmm. kind of see that and feel the silos building and kind of a not-my-job. Sometimes they've been told it's not their job, so right. it's not always the uh, individual's fault on there. Agreed. Well, good. Uh, okay, so personal influence. Work on those three things. We may come back a little bit later and uh, do a little bit more. And also go to advancedsellingpodcast.com slash live to see the somewhat humorous video. I want to lower the expectations there. <laughs> and also sign up to be notified when the new event happens at the end of August. So, Brooke, it's been enjoyable, and I'm now going to take leave. <laughs> take leave. Do you feel enhanced, Papa? <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Do you know someone who is just awful at sales? Would you like to help them? We'll pass this podcast on, but be subtle about it. Uh, Tell them that you can't imagine how it might help them, but out of courtesy, you thought you'd share it with them. This podcast presented by Caskey, leaders in sales training and executive coaching.